What is up, futurists? You know I'm hyped to be here with you. This Tuesday, you are listening to Our Future, the business podcast for young people. And this is episode 50. To kick things off, I'm throwing a shout out in the direction of Joey Daco. He's on the supply chain team at Rivian, and he got his brother Thomas hooked on this podcast as well. Joey, you are crushing it, man. Here's hoping you give me a ride in that Rivian truck when the company goes live with it. In July, I brought on advertising veteran Todd Parsons to discuss the rapid and constant evolution of the advertising industry. And on today's episode, I'm interviewing Carrie Tilts. She is Chief Strategy and Operations Officer at Frameplay, an SF-based startup that's unlocking the next frontier in advertising, which is video games. Yes, Carrie and the team at Frameplay have developed groundbreaking tech to place advertisements in the digital universes that gamers spent hours inhabiting every day, especially during this pandemic. Before joining Frameplay, Carrie served as Chief Innovation Officer at Group M, an MY-based media company with advertising spend of over $50 billion, and at Ford as SVP of Corporate Strategy of the Ford Direct Program. Hope you guys enjoy this one. So video games have, you know, really increased in usage over you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic, you are at Frameplay, which is doing advertising in video games. When did you kind of realize the opportunity that that lay in, in video game advertising? Why are you excited about this? Yeah, at my role at Group M, um, when I was chief innovation officer, I was able to see a lot of different technology. So it was kind of like getting a PhD in you know the different kinds of technology, whether that be video or mobile or um, you know, everything in between. And so when you are looking at new technology, some of it's just very novel, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's game changing. So when I came across Frameplay and I was looking at what I wanted to do next, I saw this opportunity and I knew that immediately that it it was game changing. So what's different about frame play and now why now is that it's developed an industry leading software that allows a game developer to place an object in a game, which is what they do all the time when they create their beautiful stories that they create. Right. And that object is a really smart object that is an advertisement. Today it's shaped like a billboard in the future, very soon, it will be video and so on and so forth into full on objects um, that are created with, um, you know, the, you know, mesh shapes. So Frameplay is developed on the game engine technology. So, for example, if you search for uh, Frameplay and Unity, you can find us in their app store. Game developers develop on Unreal game engine. engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they it's not on the web. They're not in a web browser, although they might present themselves in a web browser or they might present themselves to the end user in an app. It's developed on a different technology protocol. So the reason that's important is so when you develop ad technology to put ads inside of a game, it doesn't break the performance. It doesn't disrupt the performance of the game itself. So the protocols are very, very different. Programmatic, as everybody understands it today, is based on delivering ads in web experiences or in app experiences, but it is not developed to deliver Mm -hmm. in a game experience inside of a game experience. So that's what we're that's what we've developed 
at Frameplay. Um, and we are working right now on interoperability with the marketplace so that the game itself is not disrupted. The performance isn't disrupted. I mean, when you're playing a game, you don't want to sit there and, you know, wait for an ad to load um, or, you know, buffer. You don't want to be taken out of the game. You want to stay in the game and be and play it, you know, whether you're playing with people or by yourself. So getting this technology right is incredibly important for the future of um, in-game advertising. We know we've got it right. Um, And if you... Look at the history of the internet. Another company started to get it right, and that was called DoubleClick for the web. I just interviewed their, actually, their founder, Kevin O'Connor. There you go. There you go. So what DoubleClick did, so now you know, for everybody else who may not have heard that one, is they enabled advertising first in web experiences, then in app experiences. Of course, Google bought them. So basically, they democratized the ability for any publisher to put ads on their websites and make revenue. That's what we're doing for the in-game environment. We're basically democratizing the tech. It's free for any game developer. Um, And then we enable that ad experience seamlessly without breaking the game. And then we connect with very large advertisers, like the ones I've been speaking about and many, many more, um, in order to get them to um, understand the value of connecting to uh, gamers. By the way, do you know game develop gamers play games on average six hours and 20 minutes a week? It's a lot of time. In general. In general, as opposed to watching online video, six hours and 48 minutes a week. Crazy. Big audience. What do you what do you put as the total market size for video game advertising? It's a billion dollar opportunity for sure. I just wrote an article that's on Media Village that sizes the market. I, I poked a little bit of fun at Mary Meeker, who's a brilliant futurist. Internet trends. And. Yeah. Um, she used to talk about this concept of the year of game, the year of mobile. The year of mobile was the time where the mobile consumption matched the mobile investment in reaching those consumers. Uh, finally, it was the year of mobile after like 10 years. So basically, I said, when is it going to be the year of gaming? You have all these gamers, but you have a really under-indexed advertising marketplace that isn't spending what they should mm-hmm. to reach these brilliant consumers. Yeah, and I think also because the business model of gaming has changed fundamentally. You know, originally it was, you know, you go buy a $60 game and, you know, there, there it was. But now we're seeing battle royale type games with the rise of Fortnite, right, where it's free to play. And you have these millions of people coming into these online universes to to interact and and play. But game developers are looking for other sources of revenue that go beyond just that initial purchase, which is which is kind of fading away. For sure. You are right on about that free to play trend. Um, it is quite significant. There is a, there is a huge disruption, though, that's happening even within that environment itself, which is the um, the going away of the IDs, Apple leading the charge on that. Um, it's it's the user acquisition um, of those free to play uh, games um, will be uh, greatly compromised because of Apple's decision to sunset that ID or at least not sunset it, but make it a little bit harder to you know gain gain permission for consumers to let you use it. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure um 
in addition to what you said, right now, within the next six to 12 months of those, those game developers to know how to monetize. Um, but what we don't want to do is have bad actors. We don't want to have companies go to rush to just, you know, slap a whole bunch of stuff on and around the game um, to kind of plug the plug the hole or fill the gap. We want to do this right. Exactly. We don't want to exactly. disrupt the gameplay. We don't want it to be, you know, be what, noisy and crazy. What, um, so we've, we've got to get it right. What, what games are currently placing odds? I mean, I, I don't play too many, too many online games. So uh, we don't disclose our game list, um, but we do have games that are placing ads. So we do have advertisers that are placing ads in our infrastructure. Um, But there's public um, games that have been written up in the press. You can see, you know, there was a there was a positive and a negative set of stories with League of Legends. I don't know if you saw that um, related to some of their fans getting upset about. mm -hmm. They're being mm-hmm. ads. Mm-hmm. Understand. Yeah, they exactly. So I think that, you know, we're going to have to navigate those things quickly, very, very uh, quickly and very um, interestingly. Um, there is the research um, from New Zoo that talks about, you know, when it's people just playing uh, games, if the ads make the game environment more realistic. They're actually much more receptive to the ads than in other places. So you can imagine if you play golf and the golf course, you know, there's always ads in professional tournaments. You see them um, if you're driving in a race course, um, if you're playing hockey, you know, the Jumbotron. Or exactly. The sideboard, yeah, totally. There's always ads. Um, even if you're walking through a cityscape, um, there's there's ads. So there's there's a ton of games out there where this makes sense. There's some that don't. And that's OK, too. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of education and inspiration that we have to do in order to, you know, get it right. That's really interesting. Now you have me thinking of augmented, augmented reality and VR. When we get to that point, when it becomes more commonplace, you guys are going to be well positioned for that because just think of like Pokemon go and how they were able to integrate advertising into that model. I, I think it's really interesting just to think of, you know, placing like out of home type ads in video games. It's just, it's just like a whole nother frontier to wrap your head around. It's, it, it's exciting. For sure. It's really interesting. And you're, you're in a novel space for sure. And we, we actually already have VR games live. And so it awesome. works the same. Um, so that's there already. And you're right. It's not us. It's the marketplace has to develop, um, you know, 5g is coming, which is good because you, when you have that plus, you know, smaller and smaller compute, portable personal compute power, uh, you're going to have much more, um, interesting opportunities for, um, mixed reality, um, you know, glasses and things like that. Those are just fun things to think about. The scale is yeah. actually just people playing games on, you know, mobile PC and console. How can they track uh, the efficacy of ads within the game? Is it like, I'm sure there's a ton of yeah. metrics, including like how long like the user is like looking at it or so. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different stuff. So, and this is the first article that I wrote on Media Village, which talks about the player's perspective. 
matters. Um, and there's two points. Number one is about being in attention. When you're playing a game, you're not multitasking. You're not folding laundry. You're not doing email. You're not eating a bowl of, you know, ice cream um, because you're playing a game. Um, so that's point number one. Relative to other media channels you just spoke about, you can be multitasking exactly, and still be yeah. consuming. But when you play a game, you are in attention. So that you is can't grab your game phone. Game. Yeah. This the second part of that is the viewability. Viewability in current day, whether it be on web or app, is really calculated by um, the combination of the web time and web browser and pixel size, and or you know the app inside the app. Viewability in a game has many factors. So ratio, speed, distance, obstruction, lighting, um, and it constantly changes. So the only way to do this right is to calculate that viewability constantly, which means we see what people see. Um, it's not eye tracking. That's different. We're actually calculating the perspective of the player because huh. that's how the game like is the being percentage, played. The percentage of game gameplay that that ad is featured in the, the frame? Mm -hmm. Not just percentage of frame, distance of the ad from the player's perspective, the ratio, the skew, the angle, the lighting, is it raining? Is it cloudy? Is it foggy? You know, all, all of those things have to be calculated constantly, which they can be because that's how games are being, are developed with our technology. We can, we calculate that. And then what we do is we instruct our game developers, it's actually in our documentation. You can read it. It's available. Um, on how to optimize revenue by properly placing ads in places where the gamers will see them and they're not obstructed and all of those good things. And then for advertisers, they can get the value of knowing the ad was actually seen. What would be your piece of career advice to a student um, who is in your shoes? Um, just like you talked about at the start of the interview, what, what piece of advice would you give them as they go out into this world right now? I would say don't settle. Um, don't settle. Um, if there's something that you think needs to be added to your education or your experience, figure it out, search it out, make it up, apply for something unique. That's number one. Number two, show up. Um, some of the most interesting opportunities that I have been, um, that I've been involved in is because I actually just showed up. Um, I was willing to take a chance, um, to go to that meeting, to go to the committee meeting, to go to a different place, to say yes to, you know, new business opportunity. Um, so showing up is really important. Don't be afraid. Don't think that you're not worthy of being there. Um, but say you say you show up and maybe there's things you aren't qualified for. Ask for help. Ask for advice. Ask for education. Ask for um, opportunity. Um, and I think if you do that, um, don't settle, show up and um, ask for help. I think you're going to be great. And that's what's worked for me. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Carrie Tilt, Chief Strategy and Operations Officer at Frameplay, where she's unlocking the potential of a hot new market opportunity for advertising in the video game space. Native ads planted within virtual universes are a super futuristic concept, especially as games become free to download 
and more and more people across the world become immersed in them. Stay frosty, you guys. See you soon.